Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, what a glorious evening tonight is. We come finally, finally to the resurrection of the Lord. The Paschal candle is lit and Christ is risen. In the Eastern churches, there's a strong tradition that when you hear Christ is risen, you say, indeed, he is risen. So let's try that. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Yes, he indeed, he is risen. And this proclamation is meant to be shouted out tonight on this most glorious night. The darkness has been dispelled and the light of Christ reigns. The light of Christ reigns. The women had gone to the tomb, as we heard from St. Mark. They go to this tomb expecting to anoint a dead body. One, Their biggest obstacle would have been the stone. How are we going to get this stone rolled away? And when they get there, the stone is gone. And they look in, and they don't see the body, and they see an angel. An angel. And St. Mark tells us they were awestruck. Actually, they were ekthambeo. Ekthambeo. You know, St. Paul tells us that St. Luke was a physician. Okay, the beloved physician, Luke, St. Luke. And we heard the account earlier this year from Mark about the transfiguration. And he said that Peter, James, and John were ekphoboi, scared out of their minds. Scared out of their minds. And here with the women, they were in complete shock. They had a very emotional reaction, one of tremendous fear and shock. And St. Mark says that they were ekthembeo, they were awestruck. They were awestruck, they were afraid. So I think that St. Mark very much could have been the first Christian psychologist in the words that he uses. And the response from the angel, if you see it, it really is, you know, don't be afraid, it's really like, Pull yourselves together. Pull yourselves together. You're looking for Jesus of Nazareth. He is not here. Jesus of Nazareth has been raised. Christ is risen. Some of you are with me. Yes. Christ is risen, yes. And tonight... We're present at the tomb with the realization that God, who we heard, His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. God has established a new covenant, a new relationship with Himself and His Son, Jesus Christ. And it all comes about by becoming, by belonging to Christ. By being inserted into this wondrous Paschal mystery, Christ's death and resurrection through baptism. And that's why tonight, not only do we rejoice in the memorial of our faith that Christ is alive, but tonight we have the great joy of baptizing and confirming and fully initiating through the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist for Four who are among us, Laurence, Shane, Quentin, and Ashley, all up front. This is a big day, big night. 
for you. And we're so happy that you're here. You know that reading from Romans is proclaimed often at funeral masses. Funeral masses, and a good thing too. Why? Because it recalls us to the centrality of our faith. That Christ is alive. That Christ is alive. Death, St. Paul says, does not have the last word. Do you not realize, brothers and sisters, that we are baptized, we're baptized into Christ's death. And because we're baptized into Christ's death, we also share in his resurrection. And we have the hope of eternal life. It's so wonderful to think about. It's also at funerals that we have the Paschal candle lit. Because death does not have the last word. Christ has the last word. And he truly is the Lord of life. Truly is the Lord of life. And he is our hope. Whatever darkness we experienced and have been experiencing in this, in this tremendous, crazy year, an unforgettable year, a year we never anticipated, Whatever darkness, whether it's from the the virus or whether it's from a challenge in our life, whether it's a disappointment, an illness, you know, an injury, Christ comes to us tonight, the risen Christ, and he says, have hope. Don't be afraid. It's just like when we think about that first reading from Exodus, God is our creator and everything he made is good. And with the creation of man, God said it was very good. Think of that. We're the capstone of creation. Do we realize that? Everything in the universe, everything in this earth is to give us a platform to thrive. To thrive, not just get by. To live a fully human life. And why are we very good? Because the scripture tells us, that very reading we heard tonight, because we're made in the image and likeness of God. How are we made in the image and likeness of God? With our intellect and free will, so we have that capacity to love. To receive God's love, to receive love, and to return that love. We were created for love, and we're meant for love, and we're meant to experience God's love in eternity. And he says to the first, our parents, Adam and Eve, be fertile and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. In other words, decide and choose and act. Take the gifts I've given you, especially your freedom, and build a community of love. And that's what we, we recall. We recall that from our hearing of the account in Genesis. In Exodus, of course, tonight recapitulates Passover in a most wonderful way because Christ is our Passover lamb. Remember that from John the Baptist, behold the lamb of God. But God, in that very first line, is so exasperated. Why? Moses, he gave power, the signs of God's power with his people. They're in this great fear and dilemma being pursued by the Egyptians. It's a wonderful line. God says in exasperation to Moses, why are you calling out to me? Why? Take the staff that's in your hand and act. Act with the power I've given you. Trust me. That's the second big point tonight. Dear friends in Christ, in our life, 
every day we're called to trust God. To trust in His love and His care. God is our defender and our protector. And He protects us above all from the danger of slavery to sin. But that can only be if we trust Him. That can only be if we hold fast to Him, our faith in Him. That can only be if we love Him every day. And the prophet Isaiah tells us that God is lavish in His love. He doesn't meet it out in small doses. God's very generous. And He loves freely without counting the cost. All those who are thirsty, come, come to the water, come to the rich bounty I provide with no cost. If you have no money, it doesn't cost anything. Come to me. And of course we know the love of God is priceless. To belong to the covenant, to be in love with God, to be in that relationship of love with God, is the greatest treasure in life. The greatest treasure. And so we are to seek Him constantly. And to meditate on His Word, which is all-powerful. An all-powerful Word. An awesome Word. A Word God says, if we listen, we heard it tonight, that will not be denied. It will achieve its purpose. Whether we want it to or not. The key is to be partners in that Word. And so... come once again back to the empty tomb. The wonder of the women. Awestruck. Amazed. Completely out of their mind. Ekthembeo. And the angel says, do not be afraid. Jesus of Nazareth has been raised. He is not here. And so Laurent, Shane, Quentin, and Ashley, you are going to be gathered by God himself tonight into his family, his kingdom, the church. The Holy Spirit will come upon you in a singular way to mark your souls. He's going to do it twice in one night. Most of us have to wait in between times. He's going to mark your soul configuring to Christ firstly in his sonship. To make you a true child of God. The greatest distinction in life. And then the Holy Spirit's going to mark you again configuring your soul to Christ in his mission. To spread and defend the faith. And the greatest message of our faith is that our Savior Jesus Christ is alive. It's a duty for all of us to make make the Easter proclamation from this night forward for the rest of our lives. The great and wondrous hope, the great and wondrous glory that we share because Christ is risen, 